and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well today. We skipped last week because we decided we wanted to do a two-part series on the paranormal. I mean, after all, it is Halloween month. Mm-hmm. We call it Halloween month because it's one of uh, Christy and I just absolutely love this time of year and Halloween in particular. It's our wedding anniversary, which is our legal one, where we're actually legally married to the government. So that makes it a little bit more special for us, don't you think? Yeah. But one of the things is, is when we talk about paranormal, I tell people, I think it's crazy if we sit there and think that we know everything. And when we talk about paranormal, I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about stuff we can't explain, maybe. Wouldn't that be a better definition for you as well? Yeah. I mean, sometimes some things happen and you're trying to come up with a logical explanation and you just can't. Yeah. So it's not about sitting here and saying, oh, this is real and that's real. We're just going to talk about experiences we've had. We'd love to hear about your experiences because I think that's important. In the time I've been a therapist, it's always interesting to me that as soon as I have a client who says, I want to tell you something, but I don't want you to think I'm crazy. I'm always thinking, "Uh uh-huh, this must be something out of the norm for them. And sure enough, a lot of times it's about those unexplained things and they want to make sure it's not part of their diagnosis. You know, like somehow it doesn't, it's not a symptom or something like that. And oftentimes I have to tell them, you know, I don't have an explanation for that. They've shared a lot of stuff with me and I'm just there. Well, yeah, you know, that just sounds really weird. (laughs) You know, I understand why it would make you pause that kind of thing, but I don't sit there and say, oh no, well, you know, that's a hallucination. That's no, because it's different. People are able to distinguish the differences. And I'm not talking about people I work with that have psychotic disorders. I'm talking about people who have, you know, maybe an adjustment disorder or something to that effect, which is, you know, just a mild, we're all adjusting to something. So it's a little bit different. So when they talk to me about those things, you know, I listen and I tell them, you know, I don't know what it is. If it's not harming you. That's the thing I think that is a lot of people, it's hard for people to accept what they can't explain. And I mean, there are some things that you can explain away and probably kind of helps one keep their sanity, I I think, by doing that. But the thing is, it's really hard, I think, for people to accept the things that are unknown, just accepting it as that. It's just, it's the unknown and you're, you're not going to have an explanation for everything. But I do think even along with that, I agree that sometimes we're just not going to know. But how many people will say, I really want to know what that is? Not, I don't think, because they want to explain it away, but they just want to know, you know, is it whatever definition they may have, whether it's a ghost or it's a parallel universe thing, or if it's, there's so many different topics out there. Well, and then when something happens like that, I mean, even though you'd like to have an explanation, it's fun to question what those things may be sometimes because you explore different ideas and theories about things, but that's what they are, is theories. I mean, I know a lot of people will go and seek out people that they feel like, you know, like mediums and things like that to know more about it. But I don't think it's not always that those people have the answers, but there's a lot of ideas out there about what it could be. And sometimes looking into that and investigating it is interesting. Well, and I think it also can lead to those people who, there are people who their thing is Bigfoot, you know, they spend their whole entire life, you know, because of one experience they had where 
they believe they saw this thing and they want to go see it again. It's like, I got to see it again to make sure that it's real in my head. And I think that's people who start looking for ghosts. You know, now we have like 900 ghost shows on or paranormal shows. And I think it's because having that experience then drives that feeling of, I just want to see it one more time because maybe if I see it one more time, it's going to give me answers or clarity or something. But I don't know if it does. I don't think so. But, you know, it's kind of exhilarating to have an experience like that. So I think sometimes people try to recreate it or because they they are questioning, what did I just see or what did I experience? And I think the other thing that we have a lot of is people will think, you know, well, it's really one of my loved ones coming to visit and things like that. And I believe, and once again, these are only our beliefs, you know, it's not, but I, you know, I think we are energy and our energy does, it can't be contained, you know, and I think that it's everywhere. And so I know for me, after my parents passed away and, and, and my mom had passed away, uh, they passed away within a year and a month of each other. It was really weird because I was just having a really bad day that day. I was just sad and missing my mom at that moment. It was after she had passed. And I remember in my bathroom just having that bad moment. And then all of a sudden, my lights started doing this weird pattern. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like they all turned on and off because we have... It was a whole line of lighting, lights. But of, it, um, yeah. a fixture above the mirror, but it was only one that you said it was, was no, It wasn't flickering. It was, so if, I think there's four lights. So it would go one on, one off, but it did this really weird pattern. So it wasn't like they all went off, like, you know, when you have a power surge, you know, everything kind of goes off and comes back on. Or if I have one that's faulty, it'll kind of blink. It wasn't that. It was this pattern that happened on their thinking. But I felt the calm come over me. And to me, I'm just there like, okay, thanks, mom. You know, I'm off to do my thing. And then fast forward about, I don't know how long it was later, I have lamps in my office on my desk. And my client was sitting facing the lamps and I, my back is kind of to the lamps. And so I look at her and she's just kind of looking at my uh, desk. And I turn around and look. My lamps were doing that same pattern. And this is what's interesting. My client goes, Sharon, who's in here visiting us? <laughs> this was the weirdest thing. I said, oh, it's just my mom. She goes, oh, okay, we just continue on. <laughs> because it's one of those things you don't have an explanation for. None of the other lights in my, because I have several lamps in my office. None of the other lamps were doing anything. Just those two. And it was the same exact pattern. And I thought, I can't explain that. So we would throw that into that category of paranormal. You know what I mean? I don't think it was an electrical thing because it didn't make any sense. So that's what I mean. We have those experiences. And sometimes those experiences can make us feel better. Because I know for me, whether it was my mom or not, for me, it was my mom. It made me feel better. Yeah. For some people, they might just find it scary. And maybe those are the people that I don't know if they're, if they feel as intuitive to, I don't know, the feeling and energies of people or that. But for some people, it can be very comforting because maybe they recognize that presence of someone that they miss or that. Absolutely. You know, my mom and dad, uh, the house we lived in was kind of weird growing up. They had some weird, it has some weird energies, let me tell you. But one day, Christy and I are over visiting my parents and going to <laughs> Oh, uh, well, they had... 
the living room was just off the kitchen and there was a chair that, so my back was to the kitchen. But we heard a big crash in the kitchen. And so when it happened, it sounded like something falling and Sharon's dad yelled, come in, because he thought somebody was at the door, I guess. But I got up and I went and I looked. Well, I, well first off, my mom and I could see this. My parents had these little blue cups. The cupboard door opens. The blue cup comes out of the cupboard, flips in the air, and lands on the, on the floor, you know, standing up. And we're watching this. And... My mom and I are looking at my dad and we go, come in. No, there was nobody that knocked at the door. There was a cup flying out of the thing. So we looked at Christy. All of us are looking at Christy like, you go pick it up. <laughs> so I got up and I went in there and the cup was sitting upright in the floor. It was really strange. And no one was in the kitchen. <laughs> no, we were in there just having a nice, you know, lovely conversation. <laughs> and it just happened out of the blue. We weren't talking. We were just having a normal conversation so we weren't talking about anything in particular definitely wasn't anything paranormal but it was just like oh my gosh that is bizarre yeah it wasn't like any of us got afraid or anything it was just like oh that was really strange well it was comical after your dad told him come in (laughs) and they're like don't invite him in (laughs) you know what are you doing (laughs) and we kind of laughed about that but my home growing up, we some of it wasn't some of it was more a little scary for us. I remember the house that we rented that was down the street from them, and that's a farm, I guess you would say. And the owner had cattle in behind the house. And remember one night we were woken by this we were sound. Dead sleep, man. The Woo. sound was so loud and but deep. For, yeah, very deep. For lack of a better explanation, if you've ever heard the sound of whales, how they, the the recordings of whales, it sounded something like that. Very deep, deep. low rumble. You could feel the vibration of the sound. Well, we we jump up, go to the window. Heard a ruckus outside as well, and it was the cattle. They were in a full stampede and just going crazy. And I. I still, to this day, don't know what that sound could have been. Well, it was really bizarre, though, is when the sound stopped, all the cattle stopped instantly. It was like the weirdest experience. And we're just looking like, what is going on here? And we watched that whole entire thing. As soon as that sound stopped, you're right. The cattle instantly became still. It was so bizarre. But you could feel it in your body, that low, deep, bass, whatever and where it came, and we were looking, we, I, I didn't see anything, but we were also distracted because the cows were just in a stampede. Yeah. And cows are lazy, just so people know, cows are lazy. <laughs> they have to be scared or they have to be something like that in order to do that stampede. And he has a pretty big herd of cattle, and it was just bizarre. Do we know what it is? No. Therefore, we call it paranormal. Don't know. We have no explanation for it. I guess we should call this more the unexplained. Yes. (laughs) But it was just very, very weird. You know, once again, I'm from the San Luis Valley where we have a lot of unexplained paranormal activity that goes on there. And if you go to the valley, uh, you can read books on it. 
I don't know if it still exists, but there used to be a website that was called uh, the new Area 51, and it talked about the San Luis Valley. It's a very interesting feel to it. We keep trying to get our friend Kathy, Kathy Weber, to go down with us, and she's there like, nope, nope. There's too many scary things down there, but we're working on it with her. So maybe we can get her to get down there with us one weekend and kind of just drive her around and explore some different stuff and see how that goes for her. Yeah. And then on that same road, the ball of light, there's been a lot of people that have claimed that they're in their cars, they're driving down that road, and there's this red ball of light that That follows them. them. And from my family members to, I've had clients who have told me that. When I worked in the valley, I had clients who would say, oh man, we go down this road and really weird things happen. Just some crazy stuff down there. And in particular, and that's in the area where my parents, we grew up. That was our family home for many, many years until my parents passed away. So it was just a very strange area. We Another house we lived in there, we lasted a whole 28 days of our lease. We weren't going to stay any longer. <laughs> We're not those kind of people who sit there and say, eh, you know, maybe it'll go away. No. Mm-mm. We were, when we first moved in, at that time, Christy and I were more roommates. So everybody's off doing their thing. I'm there and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to unpack. And my parents don't live very far. And I thought, I'll unpack a little bit and then I'll swing on over and see my parents. So I got all my stuff out. Well, the phone rings. So not thinking about it, I go to answer the phone. And I look over, and I haven't plugged in the phone yet, nor have we implemented service yet, because we are literally packing. (laughs) Needless to say, I stayed at my parents' until everybody got home. (laughs) And I was telling them, you know, this, this is really weird. But the one room... Even with the curtains all open because there are big windows. That wasn't even just the one room. It was not light in that house. It was really strange because you could have the blinds open and that, but somehow you just didn't get a lot of light in there. And we had a friend who went over and she was there. Uh uh, I don't like this house. (laughs) She did not like the feel of it. Yeah, our friend Colleen, she was there like, hmm, this house has a weird feel. And then the day that we had the other roommate that was in there and he had been taking a nap and heard someone else in the house, even though there was no one else there with him, he thought he was alone and he heard footsteps. Like boots, because it was hardwood floors, you know, like boots walking. So he jumped up. He knew none of it. Well, He knew none of us were wearing boots also, but he jumps up out of bed and goes through the house, gets his gun, goes to the house, can't find anything, goes into my bedroom at the time, tries to open the door, can't open the door. There's no locks on it. These are old houses. He just leaves. After that, he would stay away from the house as much as he possibly, possibly could. Those are just things, you know, but once again, that's living in the San Luis Valley. I think there's just so much lore and unexplained stuff there and I know for you not coming from there what was that like for you it has a a very different feel in the valley and we moved around a bit we were you know doing college and that so we lived in a few houses there so um we had a few experiences then there was the white house that just had some really strange things I we had explain we had a dog bj and she was a rescue, and she would not go in from the dining room into the, so it was you, it was a little dining room, so it was all tile floor, 
into the kitchen and then there was a hallway with the washer and then that would go into the other section she would not she would i mean you could call her she would put her paws at the edge of that carpet and she would whimper she would and i'd have to go pick her up carry her through that spot and she would just tremble <laughs> as we would go through she would never ever walk through that space alone yeah you had to carry her she would not walk in there she didn't like it and there was nothing you could do pull her whatever mm -mm. she wouldn't go and it's interesting because i really do think that animals seems like they sense things and see things that we can't see i don't know but it seems like they react to things that we're not always able to see well when you think about it they hear at a different frequency and all that than we do so chances are they would hear maybe some different stuff that we wouldn't hear or you know their vision probably is much better than ours and, and see things like that and i think sometimes too you know even with uh when bj would get that way it makes you question like what is there there because the other parts of the house she had no problem with she could be in the living room she could be in the bedrooms all sorts of stuff but that particular piece she just could not do yeah she wanted nothing to do with it and literally she would tremble and whimper it was like okay well we can't take her through here you know it was a good thing we had another we had other doors so we could get her in and out of the house without you know when we realized that that was really traumatic for her for whatever reason we just wouldn't take her through there because we could use other door we could, if, even if we had to go all the way outside <laughs> and we were better it was better than taking her through that because it was just traumatic really for her bizarre and Christy, kept, Christy would <laughs> in that house. Talk a little bit about your experiences in that house. Please. Oh, because I, it was when we were in college and I was working and we had one bedroom that was set up as a computer room. And the furnace, the wall, it had a wall furnace in there. And I would be in there working on the computer and I would swear it would sound like people whispering. And it was sounded like it was coming from that heater i don't know i would be in there working and it just sounded like a whole bunch of voices whispering all together i couldn't make out what they were saying but it sounded like voices and it, i kept telling you guys about it and i would get creeped out sitting in there by myself trying to do my work so i was in the grad program at the time and so i had a paper due and it was like i don't know one o'clock in the morning and i'm still working on this paper and i'm trying to get some bullets put on it or i was getting so frustrated i was tired and then all of a sudden I start hearing that and I'm there like, what on earth is that noise? And it started like lower. So it was almost like, and then all of a sudden it's like, and then it's just getting higher, but it sounds like that. It's like, and it's almost like if you listened, you could almost pick out the words, but you couldn't, but it sounded like multiple not just one or two, like multiple. And it's getting a little... And so I'm there like, holy cow, this is what Christy's talking about. So I went and got her out of bed. <laughs> and I go, um, Christy, can you help me come do my bullets? <laughs> I didn't tell her what, <laughs> what I had heard until we got in there. And then it was still there. And I'm there like, is that what you've been hearing? She, and she's like, yes. And it was... I can't tell you how fast Christy got my bullets done. <laughs> And we were done. But it wasn't all the time. You didn't hear it all the time. 
It was just at random moments that you would hear that. It, but it was so, so distinct in that you knew there were multiple voices. Yeah. And just whispers. But the whispers would get, you know, loud. And like I said, you could almost hear it. And then... Yeah. And the whispering, I only heard that in that room. But mm-hmm. I remember one night being, I was asleep and I woke up, it sounded like I was hearing music. And I thought, I didn't understand because I knew everybody was in bed and I could hear it playing. And so I got up and I'm going through the living room in the dark and I went all the way to your bedroom and I listened at the door because I thought that's where it was coming from and there was it was silent in there I still have no idea where that was coming from after I got to your door and I was listening I didn't hear it anymore so I don't know what that was either but just some really strange things that happened in that house remember you were talking about you laying in bed and yes I was laying in bed and it happened frequently that I would feel a pull or a tug on the pillowcase I would be um, laying there and I would just, it just felt like somebody would just yank the pillowcase. And that was annoying. But one night I woke up in the night and I could have sworn it looked like there was a woman standing at the end of the bed. And it looked like she was making the bed with me in it. I saw her lift a sheet. It was like a, not the sheet I was covered with. It just looked like she had a sheet and she had raised it up in the air like she was spreading it over the bed. Well, as soon as the sheets coming down, I was really brave and covered my head with my own sheets. So (laughs) (laughs) when I peeked out again, I didn't see that, but (laughs) that was really strange. Yeah. Once again, in a crisis situation, Christy is not the (laughs) go-to. No, She does that freeze. Yes. She freezes in place. Same house. We had another downstairs bedroom and... At that time, I was with somebody else, and so my ex is in there, and she's just resting in that downstairs uh, bedroom because we were up watching TV, and she didn't want to watch whatever we were watching. So all of a sudden, you know, you could feel somebody, like, just standing there, turn around, and there she is just standing at the door. (laughs) They're like, what are you doing? We thought you went to bed. Yeah, and she goes, the bed was moving. (laughs) They're like, what? She goes, "Um, the bed was moving. (laughs) And she's not the type that usually picks up on those kinds of things or sees things like that. No, that freaked her out a little bit. So hence, she never napped in there again. (laughs) But fast forward, one night I'm in, I, they're watching something I don't want to watch and I'm tired. So I thought I'm just going to lay down here just so I went, because otherwise I'd have to be all the way upstairs. And I'm laying in there and I'm just having a wonderful sleep, minding my own business, when all of a sudden that bed starts to move (laughs) and it freaks me out and I'm there like okay am I really awake because you know you kind of do that am I am I in a dream or you know what is this and I wake up and I can see the light from the living room and I can hear the tv and I'm there like okay I'm awake and you know you kind of get your bearings and there's this woman standing in the room with me you know, it's just the most bizarre thing because, and I, I, you know, when you said that, I'm thinking, is it the same woman who was making the bed? Yeah, I don't know. I, I wondered that too. You know, and it was just kind of a weird, weird experience. But we had those in that house and it wasn't just us, you know, when people would come when, when my brother was going to get married, 
We had a, a bunch of your family staying there, and so we camped out in the living room. Because we were moving, because we didn't stay in that, we didn't finish that lease out, but we made it to what, nine months of the 12? Something like I was that? Say it was almost a year, I think. <laughs> it felt like 15, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they were over, you know, and so of course we didn't have beds or anything because we were already moving, so we were just camping out on the floors and stuff, and in the middle of the night, you could just hear this noise outside, like. constant (laughs) and so it woke up my you know my brother and his kids and stuff and everybody's there like we were everybody was like what is that noise and I said oh I bet I know what it is I said it's the cord that was hanging down I said I had tucked it in and used a nail and stuff and I said it was like a old cable cord or something I said I bet the wind just it took it loose and you know it's just kind of banging in the air hitting hitting the side of the house So, of course, the next morning, I thought, well, I'm going to go out and fix that stupid thing. I go out there, and it's, like, wedged in there. It it can't come out. It's completely secured. (laughs) That was not what was making the noise. So, So it was very strange. But in the night, you know, we're laying on the floor. and Wake up again in the middle of the night, and it sounds like claws going across carpet on the floor. Like this. Yeah. It was really creepy and I But like four Yeah. More like four claws almost, but big. And I'm thinking, okay, that can't be a mouse. That's too small for a mouse. We don't have rats. You know, we didn't have any animals in the house. No. And our thing was just don't crawl over us whatever you are. <laughs> but I think we were frozen with fear, so we never even got up. I don't even know how we did that, but <laughs> No, it was, you could hear it though. It was loud. But it was and brief. Yes. Yeah. Thank, yes. Thank goodness for brief on that. And we were out of that house. Yep. That was the end of that <laughs> We did have some houses there that we had no, you know, the home we bought and, and lived in. Nothing. Never had any. Incidents. Nothing. Nothing. And we lived there for seven years and nothing like that. So it's not everywhere. You know, we lived in a little apartment in Alamosa, nothing there. So it just, it, it's not everywhere. It's just, it's just little things, you know, that you just can't explain. And I don't, and it's not just in the valley, even though the valley does have quite a bit. I worked for a company and uh, Heather is a co-therapist, but she's a really great friend of ours. Uh, she's the one who did uh, one of the episodes with us on uh, Friendships Becoming Family. And we were... I would go in there and go in the office. And so there was a long hallway. So her office sat at the end and my office was, there was one office and then my office and it sat to the left-hand side. And I go in one day and she's sitting on the floor and I go, what are you doing? And we're both play therapists. At that time we were doing more play therapy and she's there and she's putting her toys and stuff on the show. I said, what are you doing? She goes, I don't know. She goes, I came in this morning and all my toys are on the floor. I said, well, that's kind of weird. She goes, Yeah. So I don't think anything of it. I open my office and I go in my office and I go to pull my chair back and all my army men are in a pile, (laughs) the floor behind my chair. And I'm thinking, okay, that's really weird. So anybody that knows me knows what? You're particular and put stuff away. (laughs) Yes. Things have to be put away for me. And so I'm there thinking, that would be very odd for me to leave the army men out behind my chair because I also have to push my chair in. You know, just weird little things. I like things to be neat when I leave. And they're like, well, that's kind of weird. So 
I go tell Heather. I said, that's kind of weird. I said, my army men are in the middle of my floor, in the middle of my... And she goes, yeah, that's kind of weird. So anyway, you know, fast forward, we don't think anything of it. So one day I run down to her office and she's kind of a little particular too. So she has a shelf with bins and she has all of her toys in the bins, different toys for different things. And all of them sit right at the edge of the shelf. So kids can get them easily. Okay. We try to make things convenient. And so we're really there talking and all of a sudden we hear a noise and her and I both turn to her shelf and her bins are moving back by themselves. Um, they're like, Heather, I've got to go now. <laughs> I said, I got to go. So anyway, she ends up walking out with me. Don't know what that was. Very, very strange. There was another incident in her office where you were there talking to her and where you said that your shoestrings. <gasps> oh my God, I forgot about that. I tried to block it. I think that you just mentioned it. <laughs> We are sitting talking and all of a sudden I feel something and I look down and we both do and my shoestrings are untying. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, I got to go. It was my office though. <laughs> and you said they were laid out completely to yes. the side. Yes. And just stretched out. <laughs> they're like, I got to go. This is freaking me out a little bit. And that same, and it was just, it's really weird because it was only on certain parts of that building where Heather and I were. And then one day I'm actually have a minute break. So I'm, I call Christy and I'm talking to her and I have uh, leather furniture in my office. And so I'm sitting there talking to her. And as I'm talking to her, I go, Christy, I said, there's a hand print on my chair. <laughs> and I took a picture of it. And you can just see it look like somebody with almost powder or something went and put their hand print on my chair. And it was so weird because I tried to wash it off. It wouldn't come off. It didn't come off for a long time. It well, was very weird. Didn't you say when you were on the phone with me that you were watching it at like a pier? Yes. Yeah, because I'm just sitting there, you know, just looking as I'm talking and I'm watching it. And that's what I told her. I said, oh my God, there's like this handprint coming out of my chair. And I'm there like, holy cow, freaked me out. Once again, I was done. <laughs> and then the next one was with you. Yeah, you had a chair that was next to the door so that if the door was open, you could look into the hall. We were just sitting in there talking. We were waiting for, we were going to go to lunch with Heather. And Heather goes, you know what? Give me a minute. I got to run some charts. I said, oh, no worries. So I, she left her office. So we watched her walk by and go up the, because you go out the door and there was another door. So when you went out that door and up, you you know, you go put our charts away. But that door, when it it's shut, it had a very distinct sound. So I'm sitting in that chair and I can see out in the hall and we hear that door at the end of the hall, like, and we thought she was coming back, mm -hmm. but I'm looking into the hallway and I'm watching. Yeah. We're just looking, waiting for her and this black, tall shadow comes down the hallway and shuts the door, right? Slams it. Yes. Slammed <laughs> it right in my face. I mean, I, cause I was my... I was sitting in that chair right next to it. So I'm looking out into the hall and that's all I can explain was that I couldn't tell you that it was human form or anything like that. It was just extremely tall thin. shadow and, and thin. thin. Yeah. I didn't see it as long as you did. I only seen it because all I could only see when it got to a certain point. And the point that I saw it is was really brief because that's when the door just slammed shut. Yeah. It was just a thin wall of shadow that came towards the door and then it just shut the door right as it got to the door. 
So that was a really strange event too. <laughs> and I moved on from there as well. And since then, it's been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just, and like I said, it's just I don't know what they are. I don't know why we have some stuff in some places and other places we don't have that stuff because we really don't know. You know, some people say, well, you know, you look up the history on the place and, and that'll tell you if stuff happened. You know, I mean, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if what people experience are ghost or once again, I think it's that desire for people to explain things, explain them away to try to make sense of something that we're, we're trying so hard to figure out. Yeah, we're trying to just understand what's happening. And I mean, that makes sense. But, you know, there's just the unknown and we're, we're not going to know exactly what that is. So, And not to say that you and I don't sit here and have conversations about, you know, well, could it be this or could it be this or could it be that? But always knowing that we don't have the answers. And I, I don't know... And we talk about that too when we want, you know, because we'll watch some paranormal shows or scary shows or whatever. And particularly, you know, because it is Halloween. But, you know, even when we're watching and we listen, and I'm listening to those people, it's like, oh, well, this is this, you know, this person was this, this and this. And, and I always think that's interesting how we as people put human characteristics on things we don't understand even. How we... We will say, well, this person must be feeling angry and that's why they're here. Or this person must be sad and that's why they're here. Or, And I just think that's interesting. Or that they have unfinished business or that you'll hear you know, people say that. Not that I don't know it's that. But yeah. to me, it's just interesting that we, we try to explain these things. We try to make sense of them. And the best way we make sense of them is by putting it in language and verbiage that we would understand. Right. You know what I mean? It's very interesting, but I think that that is something that happens, you know, that we experience those things. And maybe that's how we try to feel better about stuff. I don't know. Yeah. When we have certain things, like that dark shadow thing, even the stuff with the toys and stuff, and that would happen. I would go in my office, and Heather would too, and, you know, or she would have in that one, all the army men would be behind the chair. So she couldn't find army men, but they were behind the chair. And I'd find mine in the little pile. And I'm there like, you know, it didn't feel bad because it didn't feel harmful or anything. Now that black whatever thing. The shadow down the hall. Now that was really weird. Yeah. We had another experience there, which was really interesting because your mom um, was going to come and we were going to meet up with her and we were going to go to dinner that night. So she just swung by the office. Earlier that day, there was another clinician who it was in that first office. And so when she left... My wind, I can see. So she leaves and I just kind of wait by to her, you know, because it was kind of, it must have been for the weekend. So then your mom comes and. Yeah, she came in and she came down the hall and. She just came into my office. You know where it was. It was pretty late that <clears throat> evening. So my mom said, well, how late does that lady next, next in the next office, how late does she stay? Because she, she. And said, I go, what lady? She goes, the lady who's in there on the phone. And I go, she left a long time ago. She knows. She goes, she's some lady and there's on her phone. And we go around and the door is closed and locked. Yeah. And, and she, she had just walked by there and she said the door was open. The light was on and I could hear somebody talking. 
on the phone in there. And she goes, she could see her. Yeah. And I'm looking at her. <laughs> They're like, oh, no. I said, she left like at 4 o'clock. And this was like 7. I was getting off at 7 that night. I'm there like, no. And she and your mom was there like, no, you don't understand. I saw the lady <laughs> talking on the phone. And I said, well, her door is locked. I said, and that's the thing. If people are there thinking, we don't have cleaning people going to our offices because of HIPAA. So we clean our own office. Mm-hmm. So no, people do not go into our office. Other people don't have keys to our offices. So, you know, because... At first, even I, I even told that to Heather when that happened. I said, well, maybe it's the cleaning people. And then I'm there like, uh, we don't have cleaning people come into our offices. But I, there was that instant that I wanted to have an explanation for what was going on. Well, and that's, you know, the human thing. You know, you're going to try and figure out logically what, what did I just see? Yeah, and I think that's what's kind of interesting is that there is that place that we go to. But, and, you know, you talked about it earlier, you know, that thing of, and we even talked about that with when we saw the those objects in the sky. We didn't know what they were over by the house. It's, you even said, it's like, I just want it to happen again so that I can, because, which I think what it is, you think the next time it happens, I'm going to be braver or <laughs> it's not going to startle me as much. So therefore, I'll. I'll be able to focus more or something. I don't know. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, like that you'll be able to maybe make sense of it this time because you're able to, I think you think you're going to be able to think more clearly and try to determine what this is that you're seeing. But it's not that it works that way because there's still that little, for me, it was an exciting but fearful kind of thing because it's that fear of the unknown, I think, you know, and the fear of the unknown, it makes people so uncomfortable. I think that's why our brain goes to that moment and tries to make sense of it. And it's interesting because we seek it out too. Yeah. That's why, you know, this month, you know, we have the new Halloween movie coming out. You know, there's all the paranormal stuff and how many of my clients, everybody's are like, oh man, yeah, I'm all excited because we're going to, friends are coming over. We're going to just stay up all night. We're going to watch scary movies and horror movies and on and on and 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 you know there's that thing it's an adrenaline thing that we like it obviously feels good <laughs> in a very weird way because people seek that out not everybody but there's you know there's yeah. those people you know and especially it comes to halloween and it's that fun to be scared kind of thing i guess that's why people go to haunted houses and stuff yes. like that however our dear friend june <laughs> no <laughs> she's one of those that no, she doesn't want to hear about it. She doesn't want to seek it out. She, no, that's not her. And her daughter's all, oh, mom, this is so, and no, she's there like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, some people want nothing to do with that. And I get it. And, you know, and once again, I, we don't know what it is. It is unknown. So maybe instead of paranormal, it's the unknown or the unexplained. I don't know, you know, but it is, it's so outside the norm. You know, and so things we can't explain. But I always think it's so interesting hearing people talk about those experiences. So, I mean, it's great when people will share those things with you. Because, too, I would imagine that takes some trust to to share something like that. You know how you say about your clients that have talked to you about things like that that have happened to them. And when they're talking about it in therapy. And they don't want you to think, I'm crazy. But this is what happened. And I think it's really cool when people share stories like that. 
And, you know, and once again, you know, I will sit there and I don't sit there and tell them whatever you're experiencing, what it was. I was in session one day with one of my clients and this was in the Valley. And so I'm in my office. We're in my office. We're the only ones in the building at that time. And we're talking and all of a sudden we can hear like, I guess like a little kid running upstairs, but we don't have an upstairs. And she kind of looks at me and she goes, um, Sharon, I go, yeah, hon. She goes, cause I don't react. I'm just like, yeah, hon. She goes, please tell me you heard that too. She goes, cause I don't want that mental disorder. And I go, I did. And she goes, what is it? I said, I don't know. And I go, we're just going to continue on. And it happened again. And so, and then she looks at me and she goes, Sharon, I've got to go. She goes, I can't. She goes, I don't know what that is, but it's kind of scaring me. So I got to go. I said, okay. I said, I'll do some investigation. Well, by chance, we had had air conditioning issue. So the guy had to go up there. And so when he's up there, I tell him, I said, um, what is up there? He goes, nothing. I go, well, is there like a floor up there or anything? He goes, no. He says, you just have, you know how you have those just square tiles or whatever you can move around. He goes, no, you just have those. He goes, that's why I can move this. He goes, well, you can just pop those up. He goes, it's just big open space up here. I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to tell her that. (laughs) She'll never come back for services. (laughs) She would talk to me about that. And she would say, that is so weird. Why would that happen? I was like, I don't know. I said, I don't know how to explain these things. And well, you guys had another incident in that building, too, oh, yeah. in the equipment room. Yeah, so we then we rented out some of our rooms to other companies. And so I'm in my office. So it's you got to come in, and then you go down a hallway. And I'm in the, the very end office there. And all of a sudden, you know, when you can feel somebody, I turn around, and the lady standing there that works in one of the other things, she goes, um, there's somebody in your room. She says, I don't know, that little room on the side by mine. I said, where we keep our stuff and we have our... um, Like the internet equipment and stuff. Yeah. She goes, yeah, that room. I thought, well, that's weird. Why would anybody be in there? There, You got to open it with a key because we don't ever leave it unlocked. And so she goes, I just know that... She goes, did you hear it? And I'm there like, no. So I thought, you know what? She looks scared. She looks like there's somebody in there. I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe somebody came off the street. I don't know. So anyway, I take the key. And as we walk, you can hear. And I'm there like, but I had to get around the corner. And you can hear, it sounds like somebody throwing something up against the wall. I go, oh my God, what is that? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, it just started. So I'm there like, this is really bizarre. Because it's like a closet thing. So I go, okay. And I told her, I said, well, come with me. And she goes, okay. I said, don't leave me. She goes, okay. As soon as I put the key in the door and I turned and looked, she's down the hallway. <laughs> she left me. <laughs> so I open, I'm there like, oh, God, okay. So I open the door, and I, you can still hear the noise. I put the key in, and as I turn it, the noise stops. And so I open the door, and I think, okay, i got to put my hand in there. <laughs> so I open the door enough so I could see, and I flipped the light on, but it was still light in there. And I'm looking, and I told her, come here. There's nothing here. So she goes down. We look behind the door, you know, we look in it, nothing's there. Nothing had fallen. Nothing, nothing. That was not falling. I mean, that was constant, just banging. (laughs) And so I go, I don't know what to tell you. So I turn the light off, shut the door, you know, lock it. 
we get down to the end to where I'm going to make the turn and it starts again. And I looked at her and she goes, I've got to go. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I'm leaving. And she goes, gets her stuff, locks her door and she leaves. And I'm sitting there thinking, do I stay or do I go? <laughs> you got left in that building a lot. I know. I was sort of like, oh gosh, I said, this is crazy. But I couldn't hear it in my office. But if I walked around, I could hear it in the hallway. But Heather worked with me there too. And one night she's working there alone. So she would lock the front door so nobody could come in. You know, she was finishing up paperwork or something. And so she goes to the bathroom and she locks the door anyway. She knows she's the only one in there. And she tells me the next day, she goes, um, I was in the bathroom, she said, and all of a sudden the door handle just started moving and jiggling like somebody was trying to come in. She goes, uh, it freaked her out. She finishes. She walks out. She goes and she's look. She goes, maybe I thought maybe somebody did come in. She says, but the front door is still locked. The back door is locked. She goes, nobody's in the building with me. Needless to say, she gathered her stuff and she left. <laughs> but once again, that's the San Luis Valley for you. You know, it just has a lot of different energies. Like I said, I encourage you guys, if you haven't heard of the San Luis Valley, look it up. Look up their paranormal stuff. You're going to find it's a very, very fascinating place. Yeah. So we told you this is a two-part series. So what I'm going to do this week is I'm really, really, really hoping I can get a friend of ours to join us to talk about her home that she grew up in. We're, I don't want to give anything away about this place or anything like that. I am really hopeful that she'll join us to do the podcast, which will come out Halloween Day, which is Sunday, next yeah. Sunday, right? That one is a little bit more creepy. It is a little bit more scary. And it is something that has been going on for many, many, many years. So there are many, many stories about this particular house that if when we talk about it, anybody from the valley or from that area is going to say, oh, yeah, we know that house. Okay. But I'm not going to say the name and stuff like that because I'm going to get her permission and everything. I, You know, she's really pretty good about that. So I'm really hoping that she says that she will participate. And if she's, if not even, if she'll at least give us permission to to talk about some of the stuff and some of the experiences that we've even had in that uh, with the house and stuff like that. So we're really looking forward to that. Once again, if you guys have those scary stories and things or just your own unexplained uh, stuff, we look forward to hearing about them. Christy will post a question on our Facebook page just so that it's a little bit of a reminder. We'd love for you to share your stories with us, especially during this time of Halloween. Yeah, and, and some people, I they may not be comfortable with sharing uh, directly on the post. And if you're not, you can still message on Facebook, too, to Two Girls in a Pod. So, but uh, yeah, we will post a question on there. And if you want to respond through message or, or comment on the post, that, that would be great. If we, you have questions. Yes, we would love, love to hear from you on this one. And like I said, we'll, this is a two-part series, so we really look forward to it. And... Once again, as always, thank you so much for joining us and for being, for listening to us. And, uh, you know, we really, really, really are grateful for it. Yeah, we enjoy our podcast. Hope you do too. Okay. So until next week, we will talk with you soon and have a really great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.